Okay, so we're rolling. This is our super official start. Welcome to the Cigar Snob Podcast special uh, on location episode. I'm Nick Jimenez with Eric Calvino. What's happening, y'all? And Nestor Andres Plasencia. Un placer. Un placer. Look at this. Mm. We're off to a very Nicaraguan start <laughs> already. Uh, so and if Ivan was here, we'd have a horn. Oh, man. He's not here. Yeah, Ivan has a little noisemaker, like one of those party party favor plastic <laughs> horns. And he's our, sound, he's our sound effects guy. Uh, so we are recording this episode from Esteli, Nicaragua. We are in, what do we call this room? Placencia Cigars. This is a lounge, the Placencia Lounge. Within the cigar factory, which is the the most beautiful cigar factory in the world, I want to say, you know, it's with a fountain in the middle. So I invite all your listeners to come and visit us. It will be a pleasure to host you and to show what we're doing and, and especially why we do it. I'm not going to make anybody mad by agreeing that it's the most beautiful cigar factory in the world, but it's up there <laughs> for yeah, sure. No, it, it, it is. Uh, it, it's a, it's a small factory. It is. Yeah. It's small, but it's very homey. So it feels like you're walking into someone's home. And it's got a courtyard in the middle, uh, like an old Spanish home. Yep. Uh, and and the fountain. So I've always been a, a fan of this. Thank you very much. Thank this you. Fabrica, and, factory. And, and the thing is that we want our people to feel comfortable doing what they're doing the best. You know, if they have a great uh, working conditions, I think they can they can express it in the quality of the product that they're making. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons to doing it. So I know we'll get into the introduction afterwards, but. This is one of the first factories I came to uh, on my first trip to Nicaragua. I went to Pepin, uh, I went to Oliva, I went to Perdomo, and then I came here. Yeah, I walked from, from Perdomo here, by the way, which is a, <laughs> an interesting block. walk. It's a short walk, but there weren't the road was not paved back then. Yeah, a lot of mud, I, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I remember thinking, uh, did, they, did the Perdomo people tell me... You know, like where I should go to die, because it looked like it, it was rocky, it was ugly, and I and I couldn't see the factory from the corner. Yeah, and I was like, I think these guys have uh, set me up. And not sure enough, we found it. But uh, but anyway, when I got here, I remember that one of the things that jumped out at me was how clean everything was, because cigar, you know, making cigars is not uh, a clean process. There's you know, you're cutting little pieces of tobacco, and yep. there's all kinds of of mess going around. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, when I left here, I remember thinking, man, there was a lady sweeping the floor, like, behind us everywhere we went or in front of us. And it was like, I remember there was a lady mopping, another one sweeping. It was always, like, wiping down. And I remember being impressed by that. I, again, felt like if I was in someone's home. Thank you very much. So I think it's a way, and, and, and we learned that from my dad. He said, you know, we have to show respect for what we work. And the people, if we show the respect that we have for the places where we work, people will feel respect for the work that they're doing. And that was a, that was a lesson that I learned in a very early uh, age with, from my dad. And I was still keeping that. And I think people feel uh, happier, you know, in a, in a clean environment than a mess environment. Yeah. So I think the mentions of your dad, that's a good segue for the people who don't have any background knowledge of Placencia Cigars or mm-hmm. your family. Give us like the... The abridged version of you know who your family is and your history in tobacco will be my pleasure. And first of all, thank you for letting let us uh, this space for for tell our story. Yeah, I always I always uh, approach these uh, ex- uh, experiences in order to we can have uh, this space for tell tell the beautiful story of the Placencia family. 
It's a love story about the family and tobacco for 154 years. Uh, my great-grandfather, uncle, came from uh, Canary Island in 1865, from Canary Island to Cuba, and I started growing tobacco in that year, uh, working in the tobacco fields and everything. Then my uh, great-grandfather came uh, with, from Canary Island and started working with his uncle. Uh, started start working with him and start building the start working earning some money and then he bought a farm then he made the farm a little bigger then my grandfather came worked with his dad and his brothers then my dad came and started working in the in the farms in the fields so and everything. your dad was born in Canary Islands my no no I'm talking oh, about point. they they came from Canary Island to Cuba to in 1865 Cuba and then from Cuba from Cuba my dad came in 19 uh, 1965 100 years later that the family established in Cuba came here to Nicaragua because of the, the, the Cuban Revolution. Yeah. And it started, so it's been, a, it's been a, a love story with tobacco since 1865. We're blessed, very blessed to be, to was born in this beautiful family, in this beautiful industry. Uh, we grow tobacco, you know, we make, we make cigars. We grow tobacco for many people in the industry. And we make cigars for many people in the industry. We are, we're blessed that the people trust their brands on us and we want to do their best job. And also, we're, we're working with the Placencia line, you know, that we're doing it mostly heavily in uh, about three years ago when we launched the, the Placencia Almafuerte on the market. Yeah, so that's something that I think a lot of uh, people who maybe frequent, especially brick-and-mortar cigar shops, may have seen that difference, right? Where almost overnight, suddenly there was this, this new player that was not, you know, I feel like... It was not new. This new player who was not new, that was a name that maybe for some of them was very familiar, maybe for others like sort of vaguely familiar. Yep. Uh, but I think the difference is, you know, sometimes when there's a new brand on the shelf of your local store, we've I feel like we've heard this phrase several times in this trip for no reason at all. And sometimes it feels like a little Mickey Mouse. There's nothing Mickey Mouse about what people started to see right away. Talk a bit about what what was it that uh, what was the decision to change gears or add this you know this new course for for the family and for the company you know we 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 love we love what we're doing you know i i can i have no words to express the passion that we have for this beautiful industry the blessing that my that i have myself that was born in this family and and doing what i'm passionate of and we'll see my dad when he's when he have accomplished my grandfather all the hard work that they they they, they make we we grow tobacco for 154 years listen to this without us keeping any crop, despite revolutions, blue mold, uh, you can uh, you can make it and never miss a crop. So that's the passion that we have for this beautiful industry. And I said, you know, we have to tell this story. We have to tell this story, not, not because of an ego thing, you know, that the people know what we're doing and also because of the resilience that my family has, especially my dad and my grandfather. Yeah. They move with all their family with nothing in their pockets, start all over again in a different country. Man, that's amazing. I don't have I don't have any myself, neither my brothers and sisters have that experience. But I said, what's this challenge that we have? You know, the challenge that we have as our fifth generation, we're yeah, the fifth generation, generation yeah. in this in this industry. So the challenge that we have is to tell if to tell the story of these people, these amazing people, what they have achieved in life despite any circumstances. When you have a goal in mind, no matter what, you're gonna accomplish. There's no there's no so that's why FDA and all the stuff, you know, we're gonna make it no matter how, no matter what. 
And you saw that was one of the main reasons. And, and, all the, and the other reason is we were vertical and we are vertical integrated from seeds. We grow the tobacco, we ferment the tobacco, we select the tobacco, we edge the tobacco, we make the cigars. But we're missing the most important part, which is the connection with the final consumer. Correct. Why, why we do all the stuff? Why, I, I truly believe that we make people's life better with cigars. I'm, I'm a true believer of that. Oh, yeah. I'm 100% with you on that. Man, look what we're doing right now. We're, enjoying a, we're enjoying a great cigar, a great conversation. We're having a, a Flor de Caña a little, 18. Just a little bit of Flor de Caña 18. It's not bad. In a, <laughs> in a great environment, having fun. You know, we have the team over there that we brought from the United States. That are visiting, that are visiting. No, the we are the blessed. Fields. There's no other way to say There's it. There's no other ways. I I don't see that we change people's life, but I I do think and I do believe that we make people's life better. So imagine that you can say that mm-hmm. with your name on a on a on a product. Right. That's an amazing blessing. Was there ever like a, I don't know. I put myself mentally in in your position, and I think yeah, of course you're doing all this work, and you want. Was there ever a, like what was the the itch like? Before you launched these brands, was there this feeling of like just anxiousness? Like I want to do this because you're doing all this work, and then other people's names end up on all of the on all the product. Yeah, but, but that's fine. That's fine. Which is fine. Yeah, it is, it is fine them. because you know it's a it's, it's a wonderful relationship with that we have with, with all these guys. Uh, but you know, it's not the same because when I go to a cigar shop, you know, I said. Any place in the world, my friend. We've, we've seen each other in, in yep. Germany this year. And I and, and, and at that trip, I stopped buying in the UK, in London. I stopped buying in France. I stopped buying in, in, in Switzerland. I stopped buying in Germany. And I went to cigar shops. And I see the cigar that, I, that we make. And I personally, this guy over here, I was a witness of the tobacco being on the fields. Imagine this. It's not easy, it's easy to say, but if you start thinking about yeah. it, Kind of blows your mind. Because I'm I'm a farmer, man. I'm I'm being a, I, I I go to the farm. I I spend a lot of time here in the factories. So I'm a witness of this tobacco being planted. I was a biz, a witness of that tobacco being harvested. I was a witness of that tobacco being in the fermentation process, yeah. in the aging process. I was a witness when the cigar was being made. And then when I go to all these places in the United States, New York, Atlanta, Florida, Texas, and beautiful places in the U.S. And I see that, man, what a sense of. Yeah. It's like you finally invited yourself to your own party. Yes. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. <laughs> but it's an amazing feeling, you know. It's, it's a great feeling. And I started seeing, we just came from Mexico. We have a holiday mm-hmm. in Mexico with all the family together. My, my father, my mother, my brothers, their partners and everybody. We went to Guadalajara too, and we were ne- next to a cigar shop. So we stop by to the cigar shop and they say, say hello, hi, Placencia is here. So the guys were so happy. They have cigar, they have Placencia cigars in the in their lounge in their lounge. And the guy told me, you know, when my kid was born in their baptism, we celebrate with the Placencia Alma Fuerte. No Imagine that, man. Imagine that. So the people are celebrating the most important moment with the product that you make. That you nah, make it with no, a lot of with no a lot words. of people involved. Yeah. There's no words for that. Yeah, give me of course you got man. goosebumps, man. Amazing. I have them and I, I didn't make them. <laughs> so I know we wanted to talk about the people of Placencia. Yeah. Before we get there, Erica, kick it to you here. I think it'd be sort of silly if we didn't just come right out and acknowledge that the cigar you two are smoking. You're both smoking the same thing. Yes. Yes. Was our uh, 2017 cigar, cigar of the, of the year. year. Yeah. And that for us. It, 
you know, we're so blessed and so grateful to you guys uh, for the blind taste that you did. That put put us on the map since the day one, man. That was the that was the same year that we launched the product on the market, and we came with the number one cigar. But it came out like gangbusters, and it still does. You still you smoke the cigar right now, and it's like, damn, this is good. Thank you. You Thank know, you it very was a, it was a home run from day one. Thank you. You know, thank you. And so, so that was, no, you know, was thank a... you because, you know, we get to smoke it, you know. So, no, I, I really mean that. It, you know, you have to thank, you know, we have to thank you guys because we get to enjoy this product. Uh, it's, but so, it's, a, it's an amazing feeling, you know, because we were preparing for this moment and, and we said, you know, we're talking to the family. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. You know, we're going to do it with the best of our abilities. And you came out with a cigar that was expensive right yeah. out of the gate. Yeah. And everyone... With a, with, with a, with a name that nobody else knows. Correct. Like Mostly no, the, be, fi- the final consumer don't know. Correct. Yeah. A lot, a lot of the, the casual consumer has never heard of Placencia, even though he smoked yep. multiple cigars that you make. Yep. Uh, he had never heard of you. So here's a cigar. What was the initial price? Was it like $26? $20, $22. $22. Yeah. So to come out of the gate with a $22 cigar, I remember people saying, you know, when I visit cigar stores, man, I think that these guys, you I'm know, crazy. as uh, as Cubans say, <laughs> se le fue la mano. You know, I think these guys are nuts with that price point. You know, who the hell's going to buy a $22 cigar? They never heard from it, never heard of it. And, but all you had to do was smoke it. And it was just, like I said, it was a home run from the second it hit the shelf. Thank you. Thank and, you very uh, much. Thank you very and it, much. Was, it, was a, it was a well-deserved number one, no hands down. There was, no, there was no question about it. Thank you. And that was, you know, that people, that, that people you know, this is number one, so let me try it and this and that. And that, that helps to the, to the recognition of the brand. And that's why when you do something, you have to make, you have to do a, a bigger meaning you know it's, it's not just making a cigar it's not just uh having a profit of what you're doing you know yeah. it's just have a, have a business if why you do it you know people deserve a great environment a great time people de-stress with cigar people decompress you yeah. know the after work the, the amazing story that i hear every time that i go out of work i stop buying a cigar lounge i light up a cigar i decompress then i go home and i love my wife and the kids you know <laughs> Anytime that I, don't I go, scream at him. Anytime that I go directly from work to to home, my my wife hates me, the kids hate me. You know, my mood is crazy. It's amazing, and I've been listening to those stories, man. Yeah. And say, so so we're doing something bigger than that. So imagine the responsibility that we have. If you put that responsibility in in in, in knowing that you're making people's life better, man, you're gonna do their best every time. And you're going to let your people know that because it's, a, it's going to be a shared vision. Yeah. So, like, you wanted to talk about uh, all the people who make that yes. happen, no? Yeah. Um, and I think a good place to start, you know, there's that cliche of seed to smoke. Yeah. In this case, I think that the seed is sort of a very important place to start because even if people now are more familiar with the cigars, they may not be aware of how much growing Placencia does. Yeah, he's been extremely modest this whole time about, <laughs> no, you know, we grow some tobacco. Very instead. typical Placencia. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we grow some tobacco. Yeah, right. In the backyard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so talk a bit about that. Talk a bit about the, the growing side of the business. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's a good opportunity, especially for people who have not taken a deep dive into what this process looks like of, you know, what are all these people doing at that early stage? What does that look like? Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of work. You know, there's been a book. Uh, just published it last year with uh, Omelio Spino. He's a great genetist in Cuba. 
that work that work with us in order creating hybrids and stuff like that. And so he came, he came with a book, five hundred and thirty nine steps since seed to the final product. Sounds very easy. Five hundred and forty nine <laughs> steps. Five hundred and forty nine people involved in a cigar, and he described all the all the all the details, all the steps. And my father came and said, "Uh, uh-uh, it's five hundred and forty because I do another step in the field that you guys are not doing." It's amazing. You know, since the time that you put the seeds on the ground, you see, we just, we just, I was talk, talking to the guys. We, we, we toured uh, some farms in Honduras this morning. And we say, you know, this little plant, the seeds, the tobacco seeds, it's so tiny that in one gram of, uh, of weight, you have 10,000 seeds. Imagine that. In that energy that this little seed has, in 50 days, going to be uh, that the side as a, how can I, as a bottle of water, you know, a small bottle of water in 55 days. But then you transplant that plant into the final field. And in 55 days, it's going to be ready for harvest. It is going to be like two feet, two feet tall. It's, it's crazy. A, it, yeah. It's so amazing it's seeing the when you plant see it. growing. Yeah. And then all the little details that you have to see, the amount of fertilization that you have to add to that plant. You have to know the soil. You, are not, you need to know this organic material that the soil, that, the, that soil has. My father said, tobacco talks to you. you just need, we just need to learn tobacco language, knowing when that leaf is going to be ready to be harvested. Right. You know how much time that tobacco has to be in the cutting bar in order to change from green to yellow to, to brownish. And then the humidity that you have to take that leaf out in order to be in the fermentation process. The temperature that, that has to go into yep. the fermentation process. Rotate the tobacco smell. Man, there's so many steps. Yeah. So many steps. But if you have the people motivated, if you have the people passionate about it, that's why I say it, I always give credit to the people. Because we cannot do this by ourselves. You know, It's an army of people that you have. It's, it's an army of people. We almost... Uh, in the growing season, we're almost nine thousand people total. <laughs> between Honduras, between Honduras and Nicaragua, we grow three thousand one hundred acres of tobacco. Wow, five point five millions. We, we're gonna grow last crop five five point five million uh, pounds of tobacco. So it's a big operation. But in the, so in order to do it right, you have to have the right people in place. You yeah. know, the managers, the people on the fields, the people in the factories. And I'm blessed. I'm I'm a big uh, Tony Lover f- uh, follower. You know Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, yeah. Business strategies and this and that. So I went I went to the business uh, master mastering business uh, seminar that he has. It's a week it's a week long. And he said you have to tell you have to see what is your X factor is in your business. You know what is your differentiator that that you can have against you know other people. And I was thinking about it. And I said, you know what? The, our biggest differentiator, I think, that we have is, is our people. We invest in our people. You know, we hire Tony Robbins uh, coaches for our guys over here, so they know, so they know how to run logistics, customer service. You can be innovative, not just in product. You can be innovative in every aspect of your business. You know, so we learned that, and I, I, and I was not just the one to learn it. I, I give that to my guys. Mm-hmm. I give I give the seminars to these guys. How can be how can be how you can help the people to make a better living, to make a better to make a better business. If you get a good product, if you sell a good product, and you have their customers going to have a great environment, a great experience. They're going to keep buying it. Their retail shop is going to have a better margins. You know, we're going to have a better margins to keep investing in the people, and everybody wins. Yeah. And it, and in a business that everybody wins is a business that would be sustainable for many many years. 
And that's why we have 154 in the same industry. It's crazy to wrap your head around just how I have trouble managing the tomatoes in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> so to, to think of it's everything. That, but that's a good start. <laughs> to, you yeah, have to, to start with something. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, this is Nick interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor, Viva La Vida. Brothers Billy and Gus Fakie, former owners of the Cigar in retail shops in New York City, have put their years of experience serving a broad range of cigar smokers into their new cigar company, Artesano del Tobacco. Their first release, Viva la Vida, is a Nicaraguan puro produced at the A.J. Fernandez factory. Viva la Vida is available in five Vitolas, a 6.5x54 Torpedo, a 6x54 Toro, a 6x60 Gran Toro, a 5x54 Robusto, and a limited edition Dialemas Finas, which is a beautifully made Perfecto that's 6.5x52. Prices range from $10.50 for the Robusto up to $14.50 for that limited edition Diademas Finas. The cigars are not only made by AJ Fernandez, but also distributed by AJ Fernandez. Viva La Vida cigars are only available in brick and mortar cigar shops, so ask your local retailer for Viva La Vida or look them up at artesanodeltobacco.net. You can also connect with them via their Facebook and Instagram pages at Artesano del Tobacco. That's tobacco in English. Artesano del T-O-B-A-C-C-O. Now, back to the interview. Okay, so so people who are listening to this might be struck by the acreage you just described and then the fact that early in this discussion, Eric, you mentioned this is a small factory. Yeah. So there's a sort of like duality there. Talk a bit about what that side of your operation looks like. We have, we have four factories uh, two factories in Honduras and two factories in Nicaragua. Uh, in this factory specific that we are with is where we make all the premium lines. Mm-hmm. You know, the most premium lines of all the cigars that we make are making here. So we're talking about some Alec Bradley products. We're talking about Nat Sherman products. We're talking about Monte Cristos, Romeos, you know, that we make in these factories. Uh, Regis, uh, Buenaventuras, Croc Cigars, you know, that's doing an ba- mm-hmm. amazing job, these guys. So we're very blessed to have these guys working with us. Uh, and, and and all the Placencia lines, except Cosecha 146, Placencia Cosecha 146, that is making in, in one of Honduran factories. Got it. So we separate the factories, depends on the product that we're making. Yeah. So you, you mentioned, uh, again, just because we're in this vein of talking about the, the people, and to, I, I think it's great to take that as an opportunity to let people know what this process all looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a bit about, and there, there's probably... An example or two or many more of uh, of these people in your company, what it looks like for somebody who's getting in at the ground level, and then w- those people who sort of move up, mm-hmm. people who've been with the company for a long time and yes. started out at, at some lower rung. Oh yeah, what does that look like? Like how how long do you have to be doing X task before maybe you graduate to another thing? And it's you know it depends on the and the person. It's never it's never a type a timeline lap. That you have to say you have to do this for many many years. It depends on your and your willingness to work. Uh, for example, our our quality control manager here has been with us 20, 22 years in this factory, and this start uh, making cigars. And now it's our, it's our quality control. The girl that is in charge of logistics has been with us for fifteen years, and she started packaging cigars. You know, when I see those success stories you know that's that's uh yeah you it, know earlier you said we're not changing people's lives we're just making them better but you are also changing people's oh yeah lives. that's the people over here yes, yeah, we're, yeah, changing, yeah. we're changing people's life and something that i'm very proud of 
is the, the daycare centers that we have for the sign of the workers. We, this year, first God, God we're going to have 300 kids in daycare centers where we supply Montessori-style uh, education. So it's a first-world quality education in a third-world country. Yeah. Because the only way that the people can succeed is through education. So we supply that to, to and it's especially for the sons and daughters of our workers. And it's a beautiful thing, you know. So, so everything that we do, is, I see that it's going to be a bigger meaning outside for the, yeah. for, for the consumer, but also for our people. And also for the city. And also for the city and also for the community and also for the countries. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know if you have somewhere. I know that I've sort of like monopolized. No, that. no, no. That's good. Uh, I, I like where we're going. Yeah, but t- <laughs> talk a bit about, you know, because we, we talked before uh, we started recording about all the changes that Italy has been through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so talk a bit about that from your perspective in the time that you've, you know, been, uh, it's a silly question because you've been here for so long, but how do you see the changes that Italy has gone through Oof, over the last big time? I, w- I was born here in Italy. Right. So I think I'm the only uh, guy from Italy that is in the cigar uh-huh. industry, you know, like, uh, <laughs> that was... like a brand owner, maybe. Right. Yeah. Uh, from Italy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. for me, it's an amazing sense of uh, happiness. When I see the development of my own city, you know, when I see the roads are better, when I see better opportunities for the people that are that was born in the city, and uh, it's it's great. So all the works, I think, is the best time in history for cigar lovers, right now. Right now, the the quality of the cigars that every manufacturer is making is amazing, and that's because they have the right people in place to make the cigar to the cigar that they're doing. So that brings uh, well, uh, wellness, that, that brings uh, growth, that brings and, and better, better conditions to the people. People are, are, are able to send pe- uh, their kids to the school and everything. So, you know, for me, it's, it's, a, it's a great sense of happiness when I see that, especially in my own, my own town. Well, yeah. I'll tell you, I, uh, it's been two years since I've been here uh, in Esteli. Uh, which is the longest since I since we started the magazine. Mm-hmm. Two years is the longest stretch that I have ever gone uh, without coming to Esteli, and uh, and so I've seen it grow. But I see it, you know, I, I I typically will come multiple times a year, and so I see the growth, but I see it uh, more slow, small increments. But in this span of two years, which has not been an easy time for Nicaragua, yeah. Uh, Man, when we rolled into Esteli, I, I, I kept seeing signs and I was like, okay, that's new. That's new. That wasn't here last time. That wasn't here last time. And so I kept seeing, holy mackerel, like there's a lot of new businesses that I had not seen in, you know, in the last time I was yes. here. And that impressed me. Uh, and then just last night, we went to uh, like a, a bar that's a cigar-friendly bar right outside the stadium. Uh-huh. And man, I w- you know what? There were more Estelianos, so local Esteli people, yes. ha- young people drinking, having, having drink, fun, smoking having a cigar. Fun. There, I saw on some a Monday, young on a men Monday night. On a Monday night, yes. And I saw a couple of young men with a cigar in their hand. Yeah. And that's something that you would have never seen before, <laughs> yeah. because that's there true. wasn't a culture here. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that sounds crazy for people listening. What do you mean? There's no culture of cigar smoking. There wasn't, you know, there the wasn't. Esteli right. was not uh, was not a, a cigar smoking yep. culture. Um, but but again, it impressed me last night that I kept seeing these young people in restaurants and in bars 
man, that means that, that things are, that there's opportunity here, that there's, there's work for them. They're gainfully employed yes. somehow. Yep. Uh, and they're able to, you know, to go out and, and hang out and have a good time and buy a cigar. Yes. So, so I thought that was, that was impressive for it's, me. You know, and, and I'm seeing it and I'm seeing that every day. And, and you know, you see it more because you, you hasn't been Correct. for two years. When you see it, I start seeing it. You know, it's another building here, but it doesn't. It's not the same when you've it was been striking. two years, and it's striking. And more investment. You know, we just bought another farm in in so Alapa. You guys are, yeah. So so let's let's speak about that because uh, we have Puro Sabor coming up. Yeah. And and this is this is the first year that they've turned it back on because yes. they, they turned it off mm -hmm. uh, during you know the the turmoil that was happening, and and now it's back on. And I, I think there's some hesitation, right, from from people not knowing what what Nicaragua is like right now. Yep. But I have to tell you, Nick and I, you know, pulled up here Monday night and and today all day, and really it it feels it feels like it felt you know back two years ago before things uh, you know got a little crazy. And so so I, I think I think it's it, it's something that I, I want to speak to. I want. Uh, I want people to feel like you can, you can, you can come back. You there's can come a, back, and so much. It's, it's not. It's, it's, we we feel pretty safe, you yeah. know. My family's here. My kids are here. You know, if you see that the people are fleeing the country and of stuff course. like that, and then people you have are to pulling be money out. Then yeah, you're you're concerned. But it's well, the opposite. Here. It's the opposite. You know, if start people, I br I brought my team from the United States. If we were in dangerous, I I wouldn't do it. You know. So I think it's it's gonna be safe for the people, and if you have the the opportunity to come and visit where the magic start. Yep. It's an amazing experience that you're going to have. Well, I always recommend it because, you know, that I was, I was a cigar smoker before I started the magazine, yeah. obviously. But then that first trip when I came here uh, and I got to see it firsthand, that changed everything for me. It's amazing because you see all, all the things that is behind a cigar. You know, it's not just a cigar, it's what's behind it. You know, it's the, it's the growing, it's the fermentation, it's everything and all the steps. And you see it. When you see it, we have, I remember that we have some uh, university kids that from coming from the United States doing some labor work over here in the in, in SLE, helping people building houses and stuff like that. And the and the the people who was in charge of those of the team of the tour. Say, you know, we don't have a lot of things to do in Esteli. Can we can we visit a cigar factory? For sure. Can Come here. We gave the tour to these uh, young kids, you know, 21-year-old kids, stuff like that, without knowing anything about cigars. And I remember the expressions of these kids when we, when we finished the tour. said, wow, I didn't know about this. Yeah. I didn't know how many steps are involved in order to make a cigar. And I said, wow. You yeah, know, it's if like we a can, new world you open it's for a, them. It's a new world. If we can let people know about what is behind a cigar... What cigars can bring to your life, you know, what kind of enjoyment you can have. Bring friends that you don't that they don't enjoy cigars and, and expose them to these to these experiences. The world's gonna be a better place, man. Yep. People people decompress, and you, when you have a cigar in your mouth, you let you let people to talk, you know. So you're listening. You're just, just putting your. I always you know. I always tell people that cigars are 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 the the number one conversation facilitator. <clears throat> people think that that alcohol. Uh, is the is yeah. the best conversation facilitator, yeah. and it's a good way to start. Yeah. But the problem is that alcohol, after several drinks, you're a different person. Yes. Whereas cigars, you can you can continue smoking, 
and the conversation just continues getting better and better. You're not changing as a person. Yes. You're still... That's, that's a very good point, you know? Very good point. And so that I always talk about cigars in that way. And, and non-smokers always think, I never thought about that. <laughs> you know, you're right. I am a different person after six whiskeys. Of course. You know? <laughs> not usually a better person. Yeah. And usually that's not for the better. You're right. right. To, to your point, and we've, we've brought this story up on the podcast at other points, but... Um, the magazine's art director and also uh, the podcast hot dog eating champion uh, <laughs> and the Astencio um, went to a cigar board, went to a non-Miami cigar factory for the first time inside of the last year, right? Yep. When we went to the Dominican. Uh, hasn't been here yet, but he just became a citizen, so he's only recently able to leave the country. Okay. He grew up in Havana. But had never, you know, he was never a cigar smoker in Cuba, as most Cubans in Cuba mm-hmm. are not cigar smokers. Yeah. And his comment was the first time that we toured a factory, it sort of like all clicked in his head because he'd been by then, what, six, seven years, you know, photographing cigars and meeting cigar makers. Oh, and, and laying out pages where we talk about the process, exactly. but none of it did anything for him. But when he went to it, and just to shout them out, because this is where, where he had this experience, we went to the, the, uh, the Los Reyes factory. And he said, you can't see this process without falling in love with cigars. And that was That's where a great of, statement. That's an amazing statement. Um, so, so, so if the people have the opportunity to come and yeah. see it in their own, you know, in their own eyes, that's going to be a life-changing experience. Yeah. experience you know, yeah. you're going to be so much respectful for what you're enjoying that if you can come here and bring friends, if you have the opportunity, please... Don't hesitate to come and visit us. Yeah. So on, on that note, you know, we mentioned the Puro Sabor Festival, uh, which I would encourage people to, although I've never been to the festival because I tend to come for other things. Um, but I would encourage people to do that and get to know Esteli's cigar world that way. However, when you come to the festival, the, you know, your trip is more or less programmed for you. So for the person who's just interested in coming to Esteli, and we did a story on this not too long ago yeah. about how to you know guide yourself yep. to Esteli. Mm-hmm. As a native Esteliano, uh, what might your recommendations be for somebody who's here for a few days? Uh, you know, we, we, if you want to visit a cigar factory, we, we open our, our doors for, for visitors. If they want to have, we have, a, we have a specialty tour guy that can, that can uh, show the factory and, and explain the process and everything. So it's going to be... Our pleasure to to host uh, you guys if you come out of the festival, uh, and also you can go to there's a nice hotels, you know, like the Hex, this hotel Los Arcos Hotel, great restaurant, is you know, steakhouse, uh, El Puyasole. If you want, if you like Cuban food, also we have a Pinareño. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a fast food like a Tip Top. We have a Rostipollo. You know, there's a lot of places that you can have a good food. Where do you fall on the Tip Top Rostipollo debate? Ah, uh, Rostipoyo. Okay. Yes, <laughs> Rostipoyo. We were talking about when we first came, when we came in on this trip, driving through, because to get to the hex where we're staying, you sort of have to go through the heart of Esteli. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of at the end. The yeah. Pan-American. And, and I feel like there should be, uh, to track economic development, there should be a chicken restaurant economic index for Esteli. Because <laughs> I know, I feel like, I think that's I spotted a Big Mac, a, That's the Big yeah. Mac economic index, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's also Mr. Pollo. There's like, it's like a little shack. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah there, there's, there's more. You're, there's, there's more. There's you more, you know. something there. There's Wapoyon. There's another one. <laughs> uh, so any, any other things? What do you, what do, you do? I think, with your you know, there's family? a lot of beautiful natural scenery over here in Miraflor. It's a nice, it's a nice place. It's just like 20 minutes from SLE mm-hmm. with a big lagoon, a mountain, you know, fresh. You can find nice hotels over there also. 
El Tisse, la estanzuela, there's another beautiful place that you can go and visit, you know, with your family. That's a nice, there's a small community that they make uh, goat cheese, very good organic vegetables growing and stuff like that. Pretty nice. And just walking around the city, man, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a beautiful city to come and visit. It's a, it's a, it's a lively city. Yeah. Right. There's a lot going on. You yeah, see people in the streets all time, the time. Yeah, your first. It's time, like a big market, and so. Like, like, <laughs> and it's it's not like a, a it's not a big city. It's not a big so city. So it's not like hustle and bustle, like let's say New York, but it's but there's a lot of movement. It's yeah. always there's yeah. a moped or a motorcycle, and there's people crossing <laughs> the street, and there's tons of people walking, and so there's a lot to see. Yes. Uh, yeah, Italy is a is a fun town, uh, and I always feel safe here. It's your security, you know, I walk sometimes from the factory to my home, nothing happened. Yeah, I, I feel secure. Yeah, I one, feel secure. One year uh, during Puro Sabor, uh, maybe three, four years ago, um, I was in my hotel and I, as usual, uh, I was coming back from somebody's factory who I had just been hanging out with him. I was not part of a tour. So I was late to the evening function. Okay. And, and there was no cabs. There's no taxis at all at that moment because everybody's kind of the that function is Born. like a magnetic force, yes. right? So They're, every cab goes that way yeah. because that's where a lot of people are. Yeah. So my hotel, there was like, no, there's no taxis right now, but you can walk if you want. It's not that far. And here I am in a suit, uh, dressed up for this evening event, <laughs> and I'm walking through the streets and. You know, people, it's a third world country. People are not walking around in suits. Yeah, yeah, so not at I all. Looked, I looked like a fish out of water walking through. And people were looking at me like, all right, that dude's crazy. What is up with him in that suit? And I was just, you know, I walked like the four blocks. And I loved it. I loved it because the looks that I got This were like, lost. what's wrong with you? Not like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And they were they were funny like... Buddy, like you don't need a suit. You're in Italy, you know. And uh, so anyway, that's I always a fun feel story. That's, yeah, it's a, it's a very safety. And you know, that's also beautiful things to do in Nicaragua. And everything is close, you know. Managua, Leon, Granada, the beautiful beaches in San Juan del Sur. You know, amazing hotels over there. So if you go to, if you come to Nicaragua, you visit Italy, but yeah, there's all other beautiful cities that you can visit in that trip as well. Yep. So I, I want to make sure that we don't end this thing without having done the obligatory let's run through the portfolio. Okay. We mentioned that the two of you are smoking Alma Fuerte, which yes. was, again, our 2017 Cigar of the Year. I'm smoking Alma de Fuego, which yes. is one of the newer... That was the new line, the, the, the line that we launched this year. Yeah. is uh, is uh, another 100% Nicaraguan cigar, so very happy with the reception as well. We also have uh, Placencia Alma del Campo that we launched uh, two years ago. Also, it's uh, another Nicaraguan cigar... All the cigars that have the Placencia brand, 100% of that tobacco we grow it ourselves. You know, it's like a, this, uh, this restaurant that I was reading, you know, that they're growing their own vegetables, mm -hmm. they're raising their own meat and all the stuff. So we're doing the same thing, you know, because we want to control everything from the seeds to the final process 100%. We know the, the amount of fertilization that every field has, what fertilization we use, when we harvest the leaves. Which temperatures that pilon has? How many times we turn the pilon? How, mu how much time we age the tobacco? Who makes the cigars? You know, the draw testing that it has and everything. Because we want to control everything in, in, in all the cigars that have the Placencia ban on them. So we have that. We have the Placencia Reservo Original as well, which is the organic, the only organic cigar in the world. You know, that's my baby. When I, when I came out of the university, 
I learned how to grow some vegetables organically way. So I started experimenting with organic growing. I think, you know, the, the best that you can do for your soil is the, is, the, is the soil your biggest asset besides your people in the field. So more organic material, more things good for the soil is going to have a better tobacco. And, uh, and then we have the Placenza Cosecha 146. That is a blend of Nicaraguan and Honduras tobacco that we grow to buy. Then we, that cigar is made in Honduras. Yeah. Do you have anything? No. No, yeah. no. I mean, we, we didn't touch uh, on the, we kind of got sidetracked with Puro Sabor. But we had talked about the amount of investment going in mm-hmm. oh, to, yeah. to Esteli at this moment and Nicaragua in general. In the cigar world, we don't know on a broader scale. Maybe you do because you're very connected here. But in the cigar world, you know, Nick and I are going to the Oliva's uh, opening, uh, reopening yep. of uh, Itaolisa One, uh-huh. and, uh, which is their main factory. Yes. So there's been a ton of investment there to make that happen. The new box factory the that, new they, box that factory Oliva that they opened. Just built. Uh, Obviously, you guys purchasing new fields. Yep. Uh, Fuente uh, opened another Fuente, another farm here in Nicaragua. Correct. You uh, know. So there's a ton of investment. There's a going ton of investment. I, I think Pepin bought another farm, and I heard that bought another farm in Esteli as well. And uh, I mean in Jalapa, and I think Perdomo is expanding their operation. Now, at the same time, there's also a great shortage of tobacco. Yep. Right. Yep. Which uh, obviously leads to all of this investment. Like, hey. Uh, let's fulfill this need. Yes. Uh, but can you speak a little bit about, not for you, because you guys grow your own tobacco. Yeah, yeah. But, but the We're other safe. manufacturers, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and obviously, you know, kudos to you and your dad and, and your whole family for having that, that foresight to, to think, you know what, we don't want to depend on anyone else. Yeah. Uh, but the people who are depending on, on others, it's, it's crazy. Like, I see them hustling, trying to buy tobacco here, and that tobacco spoken for. We don't have access to that, and, and it's yeah, it's, a crazy no, it's been, it's, right been now. it's been because of the demand of the tobacco, and also there's a big demand for uh, mass market tobacco like uh, Connecticut seed and, and and broadleaf, and also some people that were growing Havana turned to that to that seed. So there was like la- uh, 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 lack of that tobacco, so people have to start growing themselves. It's a big demand for broadleaf all over right now. So so so, are, so you're saying that, and this is I'm glad you're saying this because these are things that maybe you know people don't understand why yeah. certain things happen. So because of the increased demand for broadleaf tobacco, yeah. people changed from growing, let's say, an Habano varietal yeah. to broadleaf. Yes. Uh, so they swapped out what they were growing, and they, so many people did that that it created a shortage of yeah, the Habano varietals. That's part, that's, part of, that's part of the reason also. And also the demand for the Nicaraguan cigars worldwide. You of know? course. So, which then, by the way, also created a shortage even of broadleaf because the broadleaf was being bought by mass market, yes, not for premium, yes. So then, in the premium space, there's also no broadleaf for you. So even Nothing. though there's more People broadleaf, have being grown, broadleaf, you know, they're yeah. they're dying to get that tobacco. So it's a, it's interesting. It's you know, in the, the, how, how how the work uh, works and this and that, and also bad crops, you know, in in other countries yes. and this and that. Weather issue, rain in the in Dominican Republic last last year had some issue with that, so that also helps in order and have that shortage. Cool. Yeah, no, sorry, that was it. That yeah. was my my moment of geekiness, economic geekiness. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, you had yours. I had my chicken restaurant yeah. economic. <laughs> uh, is there anything we haven't gotten into that you wanted to make sure that we covered? Josh, I want to thank you guys uh, and thank your listener to enjoy this beautiful industry of cigars. 
bring more, bring friends, bring uh, family members, and expose them to this beautiful experience. You're not gonna regret it. You're gonna make people's life better if you do that. Thank you very much for this opportunity to let us tell our story. No, oh, thank you. Um, Beautiful. So we always end on our on our shameless plugs. Uh, do you want to tell people where they can find Placencia online or anything else like in that? A, in a placenciacigar.com, there's a store locator. So if you put your zip code, they can take you to the to the closer uh, shop, tobacco tobacconist. Mm-hmm. And uh, also online in the main in the main uh, online sales. So, uh, and what about social media? What are the social, social media? Add uh, Placencia Cigars mm-hmm. in Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. Good stuff. So you can find no TikTok, huh? No TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna, how, do, how do people get to you on WhatsApp? Um, <laughs> so uh, you can find Cigar Snob at cigarsnobmag.com. Get to past episodes of the podcast at cigarsnobmag.com slash podcast. We are at cigarsnobmag on all of the social media things. You can, believe it or not, we have a magazine. You can subscribe to the magazine for, what's the price right now? $18 a year. $18 a year. It might go up. Who it knows? Will go up in Depending on how many chicken restaurants there are in Italy, <laughs> uh, chicken inflation is on the rise. Uh, and um, yeah subscribe rate review uh make sure you leave five stars even if you say all kinds of nasty things in your review uh and that's it so thank you again thank you guys thank you, Nestor. appreciate it thank you